Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is one of the most creative chefs that I think we've ever had on the show. Her name is Raw Chef Yin, and she is part of the current Ultimate Raw Vegan Bundle. She'll tell you all about what she has in the bundle, and she's going to be making a recipe from it with the smelliest fruit on earth. Now, doesn't that sound enticing? You guys know what that's called? If so, put it in the chat as we welcome Rashef Yin to the show. How are you today? Bright and early where you are? Hi, Chef Yin. Good morning from Malaysia. It's uh, 7 in the morning. I woke up at 5.30, so I think I'm pretty much awake by now. <laughs> Fantastic. I know. I feel bad because you. whenever I see you on, on watching my show, I'm like, oh, that's so nice because I know that the time is not ideal for you, 11 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's fun because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, Chef is on. So I, I, I turn it on and then I'm like rinsing my sprouts, getting my kitchen ready. <laughs> you know, I follow you on social media and Bailey, Charles, please help. You you post some photos of such, such unique creations, and you recently took some kind of really specialized course. You got some certificate. That looked amazing. Um, sorry, which one is it? I, I couldn't hear. Oh, you, you did some kind of course, and you showed a certificate. It looked like a really amazing culinary course you took somewhere. Um, so I, I've actually taken many courses. Um, what I do is, uh, I think because I... When I first took my raw teacher training course in, um, I don't know, this was like way back in maybe 2017 or something by Karen Nola. Anyway, um, one of the things that um, my teacher told us is like um, every year you need to invest in yourself. So um, that's what I've been doing. Like every every year I take up, you know, a culinary course to um, invest in myself to just be on, on the more cutting edge and all that. So I think the the most recent one might have been the one on uh, green gastronomy and fine dining and things like that. So it might have been that one. Yeah. It was somebody's culinary school. I think it was a man and it looked, it looked. Oh yeah. I remember. Okay. Um, That course. Oh, okay. So that one was the um, chef, uh, chef Dave, the, the one in Malaysia. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, one of the uh, very prolific, Rob, uh, not Rob Vegan, he's the biggest chef in Malaysia. He runs the um, PJJ Academy. Um, so that was an award ceremony. I've been taking his classes for two years already because it's, um, it's very affordable. And I'm just very curious to see what he's doing in the local scene. And um, that was an award ceremony where um, every year they pick up the top 10 students. So I was one of his um, top 10 students. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Well, congratulations. I like what you said about, you know, keeping involved and taking classes, because a lot of people think that once they have whatever job they have, they don't need to learn anymore. And like even doctors have to have CEUs every year. So it's like you're going for culinary CEUs. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. And I enjoy it so much because, um, yeah, I think it's after meeting my boyfriend, he, he's also like a lifelong learner and, and he's instilled, you know, the fact that um, yeah, you don't just like stop learning after you graduate from college. In fact, I think you learn more after that, you know, so every year I've been taking courses and I think that's what's great about the bundle as well, because, you know, you get to learn so much from the bundle that, um, there's my agent suite and treats online course, you know, and then there's, um, Nate's, 
uh, kitchen essentials course, and then um, there's also like uh, Ready's uh, autopilot your your um, raw vegan. Uh, I think your raw vegan uh, lifestyle and all that. And I find like all these courses um, add so much value, and there's always something you can learn because like even like from Chris Kendall's, um, you know, he has his uh, Spews ebook, and uh, I think I I I've. So in his ebook, he actually suggests that you can, you know, he was always talking about the freezing and thawing thing, but um, I've only done that for vegetables. I've never done that like for sprouted beans. And so what I did was I sprouted my chickpeas and then I froze them and then I thawed them. And I was like, oh, wow, now the, the chickpeas, because if you just sprout chickpeas, it's kind of crunchy. But after you freeze and thaw them, the chickpeas actually have, uh, closer consistency to cooked chickpeas and I thought that was really interesting as well very yeah. cool very cool yeah so you're in the bundle tell us about not just your offering from the bundle but what else you like in the bundle oh um, I think my favorite top one thing from the bundle must be Lisa Marissa's um, hand salads which is other raw vegan wraps I've already made like three of them and they all taste so delicious and uh, yeah, and, and, and the wraps are huge and it's really filling as well. Um, I made it for my boyfriend and he went like, oh, I could eat five of these at one go. So, <laughs> but it's really filling. So we only ate like one and a half of it at one go. <laughs> That's great. Does your boyfriend eat like you? Uh, he, he, he's vegan. Um, uh, he, okay, so if it's just, pure salad like a huge salad the size of my head he doesn't eat that but if it's like you know eh, he eats raw vegan food he has no problem with it but it, it has to be slightly more creative so he loves like the wraps he loves raw vegan pizzas raw vegan burgers so um yeah so actually the ultimate raw vegan bundle is, is a great way because i can find so many creative recipes from there to make for him but it's not um what i do is sometimes um Something he has some cooked, but he always has like a portion of raw as well, like the salads and all that. So yeah. That's the way to do it, I think. A little bit of each. Yeah. So talk about durian because that is the world's smelliest fruit, right? <laughs> so it's actually my favorite fruit in the world. Whenever anybody asks me, um, yeah, what's your most yeah, what's your favorite fruit? I always say durian. And I realize like I think um I, I'm actually really lucky. I think like Malaysian durian is most really one of the uh, uh, best tasting durians <laughs> in the world, actually. Because I've eaten the durian in Thailand. I think I've eaten it in, I can't remember where else. I'm not sure whether I've eaten it in Vietnam. But I think uh, a lot of people have told me the ones from uh, Malaysia taste really good. And also because I have, because I live here and durian season, then we have the opportunity to eat fresh durians. Um, last during last year's season, I actually got the ones that were like, um, you know, it drops from the tree on the day itself, and then they 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 send it over. Now we can order it online as well. Or sometimes I go to the durian stalls where they um, yeah, it's it's all fresh, and they just open it in front of right in front of you. Yeah, you did you get it on the day itself. So, I think for people who haven't had a um positive experience with durian. It might be because they've never had the opportunity to eat it fresh. 
and to eat the good quality ones and um, also eat the ones that are ripe. I mean, if it's not ripe enough, then it won't taste good. If it's overripe, again, it might be bad. And there's so many varieties as well, you know. Um, actually, I, I, I didn't realize that there were so many varieties of durian until I got the first, uh, the first raw vegan bundle and that one had um, Lindsay. She wrote uh, an e-book on the Penang's Guide to Durian. And she's in this bundle as well. I mean, she has a, she contributed a recipe to the uh, exclusive collector's ed edition um, appetizer favorites ebook. So she has a durian cookie recipe as well. And um, I've had a chance to meet her last year. Yeah, I met her last year twice. I met her once in Penang when she was um, you know, she was there. She's based. She was based there, running her durian tours. And then um, in December recently, we did a collaboration as well. So um, she came over to my place for two days and we were just recording. Oh, I was like coming up with durian recipes and we were recording it and all that. So we did a collaboration together. So, so yeah, she knows a lot about durians. And you know, she's actually from Oregon. <laughs> I know that, me. Why, why is durian so stinky? And the thing is, is if, from an evolutionary perspective, if a food was stinky, we wouldn't normally eat it, would we? Yeah, so it's interesting because um, it can smell stinky, but when you taste it, it's really good. It tastes like it's creamy and it's very seductive. And then um, it like different durians have different um, flavor profiles. So it's like if you eat something, it could taste like... Um, maple syrup or it could taste like coffee or it could taste like you know um vanilla you know and uh, some um the one that i like is kind of like bittersweet yeah so i know like <laughs> when i have durians and i put it in the fridge and i open the fridge it, it kind of smells but when you eat it it's, it's really nice um but then i guess you know it might be an acquired smell a quiet taste i guess because i mean i grew up eating these right so we're used to it but I know I know Chris Kendall loves durians. Ah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. I think a lot, quite a number of the raw food people like. I think um, Chef Ocean also likes it. Uh, I know Lisa and Neat have it as well. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna make a cookie with it? Is it dehydrated? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's dehydrated. I thought, um, yeah, because I thought today was like <laughs> so early. Uh, I thought I'll make something um, pretty straightforward. It's only like five ingredients. And um, the inspiration was for this was for, um, you know, we celebrate uh, Lunar New Year. Although in Malaysia, we call it Chinese New Year. So Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Anyway, there's always cookie. And there's usually like um, cookies in the shape, uh, like in the shape of this flower so oh yeah yeah these are some of the cookies if you can see it um uh, Ian, a bit is saying uh, ask about d13 durian do you know what that means um so yeah there, there are like many varieties of durian so um the one that i'm using today is actually d24 um there's also d13 there's also uh musang king which is um that's like kind of like very popular right now there's also things like um xo that is uh red prawn that that's a lot like i don't know how many i i oh i should i should go and like find out but there are a lot of uh, varieties of durian um d13 i have eaten it before a couple of years ago uh, I can't remember what it tastes like anymore because to me it's just like mm, 
susu like susu addictive. It's basically like it's just because it's very creamy. You know, I actually met up with one um one this raw vegan. He came to my place for to do like a private dining session, and he lived in. He was like in Malaysia for three months, and he told me he just ate durian every single day. Durian and dates. He said it was it, it's almost like a um cream pie. Yeah, it reminded him of cream pie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well. So um the yeah so these are the cookies. The inspiration is like I wanted to make like um raw vegan Luna New Year cookies. So they they're kind of small but they're really cute. Yeah, but I wanted to put them in. So they look kind of like in the shape of a flower. Yeah. So um, it's just five ingredients. Um, so if you think about like traditional cookies, well, I'm not really a baker, but I'm supposing you will need some kind of flour, some kind of sweetener, and some kind of binder, and, and non-vegans will use an egg. So um, based on that, the flour I'm using is, I'm going to make them from, um, and this is a nut-free recipe. So I'm making them from buckwheat. So if those in Malaysia, if you're wondering which uh, brand I'm using, I'm using this brand. Organic hot buckwheat. Uh, what I've done is I've already sprouted them and dehydrated them. So basically, I soak them in filtered water for 20 minutes and then I've rinsed them and then I just put them in my colander to sprout. Um, the sprouting process is I actually have a video in my course on how to sprout it. My course has about 41 videos, video to so you can. Uh, so if you get the bundle, then you get the course how to do it. So I basically, uh, oof, the light's so bright. So I sprouted them uh, and then dehydrated them so they're dry, so we can uh, process them into a flower. And then I have uh, sunflower seeds, 30 grams of sunflower seeds. And then um, I have like 10 grams of coconut flour just because I, it, you know, it kind of soaks up a bit of the liquid and give it more um, texture. And also, um, I like the the a very faint taste of the coconut. Um, as a sweetener today, I'm actually using date powder. Although Chris Kendall, he said he did not have date powder, so he used coconut um sugar instead, and he really liked how the cookies turned out. So um, it's good to know you can use that as a substitute. I just wanted to use date powder because I wanted to keep my cookies um, sugar-free this time. And also because Organicu brought in date powder into Malaysia. And this is pure. And it's just basically organic dates, which has been um, dried on low heat and then um, ground up into powder. Yeah, so it's... Um, um, and it lends a better consistency rather than using uh, whole dates because whole dates will make the dough like way too sticky. So that's your sweetener for this. Um, and then, of course, the star of the show, ah, the moment is shutting down, is, is the durian. Um, I'm actually just using uh, frozen durian paste because it's not uh, durian season yet where I live in Kuala Lumpur. Although I think in Penang, it should have started. Really, it's May, right? Or maybe like mid-May will start in Penang. So the, the seasons, the durian seasons di uh, differ from the state. So I think it starts, if I'm not mistaken, it starts from the north and then it comes down. So I'm kind of like in the middle of the peninsula of Malaysia. So I'll need to wait maybe like June, July or something. We usually have like uh, two seasons, like the mid, mid of the year and then the end of the year. So um, it's just um, five ingredients. 
So what I'm gonna do is put every uh put the flour and the um sweetener portion into the food processor and then process it. Um today I am using my thermal mix, but you can use any food processor to do it because I know Chris Kendall made it and he just used his food processor. So I'm gonna place the buckwheat and um the sunflower seeds and the coconut flour and the date powder. So just in case you're wondering like, oh, but you know, the, the date powder and the coconut flour are already powder consistency. But I still want to put it all in uh, for two reasons. Just so that number one, um, then there's enough volume so that the food processor can actually process it. And number two, I just want to get the food processor to do the mixing up so I don't actually have to use my hand you know, to do the, the mixing. So yeah, let's do that. And I think, um, let me see. For those who do have a Thermomix, because I know the last time I did this, um, Anna, I think has a Thermomix. So I think I basically do it for about 10 seconds uh, at speed 10. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Well, basically, if you're just using your standard food processor, just process it until it's fine, as fine as possible. Yeah, so that it turns out like flour, you see? Yeah. Very cool. It's very, yeah. So it's that consistency. And then let me just scrape down a bit. The only thing about the thermomix is like, you know, things tend to fly up to the cover. <laughs> so I need to bring it down. Oh, I'm curious. The person who asked about D13, um, where did that person eat the, the durians? I'm very curious, like which country, mm. where did they have it? Did they have it in Malaysia or somewhere else? Did they have it frozen? Uh, I've seen it frozen at, at like, you know, Asian markets in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, they have it frozen. I think like Chris said, he just went to the Asian market to get, he got, I think he got both frozen and, and I think he might have gotten some fresh as well. Yeah, he said he got some fresh and some frozen. I've seen it as well when I travel to the States, but I've never tried any because I was like, oh, it's so expensive. It is expensive though. I have to admit, but it's, it's, I think it's worth it, but you have to get like, yeah, you just have to get, make sure you get good quality ones. I remember Bear with Girl, I remember Jung Soo, the, the Korean lady who was previously in the previous bundles. Um, yes. She, she lives in Hong Kong and I know she can get a lot of durian in Hong Kong. <laughs> she used to, used to buy that regularly yeah okay so now i've scraped everything down so i'm going to put in the the durian pulp yeah so this is a, a durian paste durian pulp it's, it's just like 100 percent durian um so yeah this is about 130 grams of durian paste so this acts as a binder yeah so you don't need eggs and you don't need uh because it's sticky and creamy, so you don't need the eggs and you don't need to put in any flax seeds or chia seeds either. Yeah. Uh, some people have tried it. Yeah. 
in Vietnam, can you get durian? Somebody said they tried it there. Is that possible? Yes, yes, you can. You can. Um, Jade um, from the bundle, she I think she contributed something in the um, the collector's edition as well. She she buys durian in um, Vietnam and she says it's really cheap in the markets and all that. Yeah. So she recently came to Malaysia and had some Malaysian durians as well. So she loved it. Uh, okay, so now we've put the um we've put the durian paste into the food processor. Now we're just gonna process it again to combine. So just process it until it kind of comes together like a dough. I need to check and check. Yeah, I think I'll just scrape it down a bit. So yeah, now it looks kind of like a cookie dough. Yeah, so. Uh, Do you like Vietnamese? So oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, now we just need to take it out of the... Um, now we just need to take out the food processor. I think this part might take some time, but yeah, um, you can ask the questions. I can talk. Oh, no, we were talking about Vietnam, and I was wondering if you like Vietnamese food because we have a Vietnamese uh, vegan chef here, and I just think the food is fantastic. I love Vietnamese food because um, I used to have, I used to travel to Vietnam regularly to Hanoi and uh, Ho Chi Minh City uh, for work when I was still in the corporate world and not uh, in my previous life and not a raw vegan chef. Yeah, so um, Vietnam was one of my markets, so I would travel there and um, I really like the food. In fact, I like the food so much and I've eaten so much Vietnamese food. I have created a course on, um, uh, <laughs> I think you will like this. Uh, I created an online course on raw vegan Vietnamese food and I called it, um, I think I called it Vietnamese, Vietnamese and cooking uh, for real. So it's P-H-O, right? Because pho is the Vietnamese noodles, right? So yeah, that was, that was my play on words. I was wondering whether it was a bit um, lame, but I think a lot of people like the title of, of the, uh, the course, so. So yes, I like um I, I love uh Vietnamese food. I like the I mean everybody likes their spring rolls, but what I really like are uh, summer rolls actually, not spring summer. And um um I've made like a raw vegan banh mi and um I have uh what I really liked and this was I wasn't vegan at that time yet when I was still traveling to Vietnam. So um I they had this dish which was like a clay pot fish dish yeah and i really like that so much and i miss that so much so i actually created a raw vegan version of that and i think i used um i used uh, this um certain, uh, certain mushroom i think in malaysia they call it seafood mushroom because it kind of has like a seafoody um taste and flavor to it but yeah um yeah. Are you standing up or sitting down? I'm actually sitting down. You know why? Because um, if I stand up here, 
You oh. won't be able to see my face. <laughs> I was wondering. I just, so. yeah, because you were at the same level as the machine. Yeah. I love, yeah. I know it's pronounced faux, I'm fa, but it's spelled faux. And I, I love that stuff so much. Yeah. I think it's like, um, it's pretty good. Like, I think they call it like pho. Yeah. It kind of like stops, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I've made the, I, I yeah, experimented to try and make um, a Vietnamese, um, uh, the, the broth, the soup to be very um, a raw vegan one because you need to have things like I think there's uh, cloves um, I can't remember maybe stainless, I don't know I actually took an online course on how to make uh, authentic vegan Vietnamese food I think uh, uh, what was the name of the lady I think the name, I think the name was Rose or something but yeah so I learned how to make that and then after that um, I started working and developing some raw vegan Vietnamese recipes, so I, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so now we have the um, cookie dough out. Let me just wear my gloves so it doesn't... Have you ever made ice cream out of durian? Um, I have, but the other thing is, I feel like durian, if you freeze it, and then um, you freeze it, and then you just eat it, and it tastes so good. It tastes like durian ice cream. But yeah, you can, um, in fact, I think when we met up with Lindsay, that's what she did. She basically just did um, frozen durian paste, and then um, some plant-based milk, and then uh, just blend it all up, and it works, it works great as ice cream. If you want to put in, you know, a bit of um, maple syrup or coconut nectar, you could do that as well. But if not, yeah. Yeah, some just some plant-based milk and durian, frozen durian pop, and that will work. Okay. Have you, so have, I you do it. have you heard of the ninja creamy? Can you get it in Malaysia? I have heard of the ninja creamy. I mean, uh I, I know um I saw Kathy talk about it a lot, and then you were talking, I've seen you talk about it as well. And then I know you're persuading Nate to come up with some recipes for the ninja creamy. And um so recently, one of my friends who is in the vegan team, she she got one as well. she got one actually. So uh, and it's not it's not super expensive. Well, it's not super cheap either. It's about one I think one thousand plus ringgit. Well, it's, um, it, in American dollars, it's like it could be like one fifty or something. You know, one fifty. So I know. I think I saw. Chef Julia, I think she posted like a poster. She saw, I think it was selling, it was clearance. It was like 50 US dollars or something. Well, it was 50 US dollars. I would, I would buy it. But you know what? Okay. I practiced um, uh, qigong, which is um, a, a traditional Chinese form of movement. And it, it's um, based on uh, breathing and flow and qi. And my teacher is against us eating anything cold because apparently it creates an imbalance in the body and it also shocks the system. So I don't really eat a lot of cold things. And every time I eat something cold and ice cream, I always remember, I, I feel guilt. I can be hearing the voice going like, oh, no ice water, no ice cream. So I, I don't... Um, yeah, so that's that. I think that's the main reason why I'm not buying a ninja creamy, because I don't think I'll make that many, um, that much ice cream. Yeah, I mean, I and and in the thermomix, I can make um pretty good ice cream as well. 
I mean, it won't be the same. I don't think, I guess it's not the same texture as the Ninja Creamy, but I'm quite happy with it. Although, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it because um, I think when I was in Thailand in, in uh, uh, at the Matthew Kenny Culinary, they didn't have a Paco Jet. I didn't really use it. I saw the Paco Jet there, but it wasn't in the course that I was taking. I think that was for the more advanced courses where they, they teach you how to make... Um, yeah, raw vegan ice cream in the Paco Jet. So yes, I've heard of Ninja Creamy. Ah, okay. So now it, it's like a ball. What we need to do is um, um, we actually need to put it into the fridge for it to firm up. Because if not, I can't roll it out and, uh, you know, I can't. Uh, we need to put it in the fridge to firm up. So I have one in the fridge. I mean, I was going to say like, oh, okay, uh, Chef AJ, you might be late for your, your class. Because we need to wait for half an hour. But no, I'm going to go to the fridge and get um, the one that I've uh, made in advance. Yeah. And then I can show you what we'll, we'll do with it. All right. So I'll just be off camera for maybe a minute to get a thing for my fridge. Okay. And while she's gone, I'll tell you about the rest of the week. If you're a subscriber at chefaj.com, you know the schedule, but if you don't, tomorrow, the show is at 2 p.m. It's Lissa and Nate. That's the regular slot. They have a show called Feeling Great with Lissa and Nate, and they're going to talk about essential kitchen tools. And we're back with you. Okay. So the reason why we, like I said, we put it in the fridge is for it to firm up, the dough to firm up. So um, I have half of this because I made half. I thought half last night to make these, right? So so that's the, um, that's the dough all firmed up. So what I'm going to do is put it in between um, two, because I'm presuming if you're, you know, you're doing raw food, you would have, you would, it's a high chance, highly likely that you will have uh, a dehydrator and you will have like your dehydrator sheets. Um, usually I just use my Excalibur dehydrator sheets, but because, <laughs> because of the ultimate raw vegan, but they were all bought, like, you know, all these um, silicone, silicone sheets to make the wrap so I'm just going to use this instead because it's way easier to clean and because this is just a small amount right this is half of what I usually make so I'm just going to put it in between and um, just roll it out using a rolling pin I'm just going to use my small rolling pin here because it's easier uh, so you want to roll it to about one third inch thick yeah yeah Okay, and then I'm going to use a cookie cutter. This is the one, this is like the flower shape cookie cutter. And um, just cut it through. Sometimes I like to, yeah. Oh, do I have a clip? Hold on, let me get a clip. Oh, actually, uh, you need to cut it and then just put it onto the um, dehydrator tray on a non-stick sheet, but I just realized the dehydrator tree that I prepared is not the non-stick one, silly me. But anyway, yeah, so this is kind of like the cookie. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, so really easy, just, just um, so you can obviously use like any, any cookie, so this is what it looks like right now. Right, any, any cookie cutter you want of your choice that you have, Oh, I forgot. Uh, one tip. You, I had some um, like just water, plain water on standby. So if you, I uh, what I usually do is I dip the um, 
cookie cutter into the water before I cut through so that it cuts through the cookies um, cleaner yeah, and easier. Yeah, so that. Oh, I've i tried out um a couple of recipes from your ebook as well. The 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 joint ebook that uh you and Lisa wrote. So oh, um, I tried you. I tried your stuffed mushrooms. It's so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really nice. And um, I still did the like uh the strawberry fiesta salad and that was good as well thank you yeah yeah i actually counted i actually made like um 20 over recipes from the bundle so you're incredible how you i love how you do that it's a lot of fun i like it because i don't need to think about what to to cook or make or anything like that and then obviously you have a bit more and then just kind of like roll it up and and um yeah I roll it up and continue doing this. So this should get you about the so when I made it the last time was about twelve. But it depends on what size of cookies you want. I mean, if you don't have a cookie cutter, you could just like roll it up. Oh, let me just <laughs> you could just roll it up into a ball and flatten it. You know, like um, yeah. If you have no cookie cutters, right? Just take a bit, roll it up. And, can you um, can you eat them raw just, without dehydrating them? You can. Um, it's a different texture and a slightly different taste. Um, I'm not doing any taste test right now because I only eat at like 10 in the morning. But yeah, you can. But it's different because, um, let me show you. So, okay, let me talk through the process first and then let me show you what the difference is. So after you do this, um, you actually should put it back on the non-stick non dehydrator tray here and then put it into the dehydrator. Put it into the dehydrator. Um, okay, I don't want to confuse people, so do this. Okay, the cookies are on the non-stick tray because don't put it on the mesh sheet because the mesh sheet will um, it'll stick to the mesh sheet. So put it on the dehydrator tray. Uh, dehydrate it at 45 degrees Celsius or 115 Fahrenheit for one hour. Well, I usually do it for one hour. Uh, dehydration times also differ, but it's about that one hour. And then after that, you need to flip it over because the top will be kind of dry, but the bottom will still be wet. So you flip it over as in meaning like you take it out, your cookies out, and then put it the other side. So the bottom that was sticking. So now this bottom um, of the cookie, the surface, the surface, yeah, the bottom surface of the cookie will dry. So put it back into the dehydrator. Dehydrate for one more hour. At least that's how I prefer it. Um, and then it becomes, you know, those soft, chewy cookies. Yeah. So the ones that are dehydrated, let me try and uh, um, break it so you can actually see what the texture is like. Yeah. So this is the ones that were dehydrated for two hours. So one hour on each side. So when you break them, you see? Yeah. So it's like, you know, those soft, chewy cookies. If you just eat this, on its own. So um, I don't know, Chef AD, whether you saw. So this is how it looks like now. Yeah. So these, you won't be able, I don't think you'll be able to break them because they're kind of like, yeah, they feel like chewy and gooey. But you could eat them, but it's different. 
the dehydrated ones. Um, I really like the dehydrated ones. Yeah. They do taste like, um, you know, like those soft, fudgy chocolate chip cookies. That's the texture that I'm going for. Yeah. So yeah, that's how you make your durian cooking. Very straightforward and really easy. Um, and I think because uh, it's a good way to introduce durian to people because it's not just the durian itself. It also has, you know, a bit of the, uh, it has the sweetener, the date powder. It has the buckwheat to kind of make it a bit more mild. And also it has a bit of the scent of the coconut as well. Although, you know, I mean, it's 130 grams of durian paste. So that's, that's a lot of durian. Your, your, your main star is still the durian. Yeah. Wow, well, this is really neat, Yen. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So, did, when when you dehydrate durian, does it still retain its stinky quality? You will see. Um, okay. <laughs> you still smell the durian. I don't think it's stinky. It's interesting because, like, um, I guess because I'm in Malaysia and because, like I said, you know, I've grew, grown up with durian. Um, it's not stinky, stinky as in a bad stinky, but I think people who have never had it before in their life, I think, okay, so they might feel like, yeah, it's stinky. I don't know, because I had it, it's different, you know. It's really interesting. Like, I had a friend who had it and he said it, it smells like town gas. But then I had other people who had it and they absolutely love it. So, I want to say it's a bit like, you know, blue cheese, how certain people just love blue cheese and some people just think it's gross and stinky. So I guess it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jessie says she's so impressed with the beautiful and delicious dishes you can make in such a small space. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because when I got... um. I mean, I've been staying in this place for like 20 years already. So when I first came here, I wasn't like very into cooking. I did feel like, oh, the kitchen's a bit small, you know. But um, but yeah, yeah. But I was like not a chef then. So I think if I ever move somewhere else, I would want a, a much bigger space. But I think do with what I have. Yeah, and I, I really enjoy it. That's great. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Yin. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. For getting up so early. We love having you and we love having you watch. <laughs> and we thank you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time for Alyssa and Nate feeling great. And they're going to talk about kitchen essentials just for your vegan kitchen in general, but specifically from your raw vegan kitchen. And if you want to get the bundle from Yin, that information is right below in the show notes. So give Dorian a try. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>